Okay, I apologize. We had a change of time tonight. Um, we are discussing the Midah of the Midah of, of Anger. We're speaking last speaking last week about you know having patience with other people, savlanas, tolerance. Uh, tolerance sounds a little negative, but uh, really I try to understand other people, try to understand where they're coming from. And when we don't understand where they're coming from, recognize that we, you know, we don't understand and therefore we cannot really, really judge. As the Mishnah says, don't judge your friend until you're in his place. And we can't really get fully into another person's shoes. And that, that really can be helpful in increasing our savlanas for other people. Another person we have to have savlanas with is our, really ourselves. Many times we become frustrated, which is a form of, of anger, or we become down over our own falls, our own struggles. And we have to have that patience, not only for other people, not only have savlanas for others, um, but but a savlanas for ourselves. The, um, f- the famous Avastar of Nasan tells us how Rabbi Kiva became inspired to to learn Torah. He was already forty years old, and he did not know any Torah. And he saw water dripping on a rock, and he saw a, a hole that eventually came from the from the water dripping in the rock. And Rekiva said that if something soft like water can pierce through the rock, then certainly words of Torah can pierce through my heart, which is just flesh and blood. I heard a beautiful word from, from a Baron once. He said that Rabbi Kiva was understood, not, not just that after all the water dripping, eventually a, a hole came through. And if he learns enough Torah, eventually it will penetrate. But Rabbi Kiva understood that if after all these drips of water, eventually it created a hole, that means that every drip had a part in that process. Every drip is precious. And Rekiva understood from there that every step, every word of Torah, every step forward has incredible value. And ultimately, all those steps will bring a person to greatness. And the same thing for ourselves. We have to appreciate every, every step, every success we have along the way. And it takes time. And their failures, Shevi Potsadik, to come. And the same way we have to have a patience with other people, that we have to have a patience, really have a patience for ourselves. It's possible to suggest that people that don't have that patience with themselves. You know, we think we think that people that are negative on other people um, are very, very often like they're they're um, give themselves a, f- a free ride because if I'm hard on myself, if I'm judgmental myself, I recognize my own imperfections. So then, how could I be so harsh? How could I be so judgmental on other people? So, so the the simple understanding of the judgmental people is they give themselves a free ride. They, they're perfect. They give themselves a free ride. And then they're, they're harsh on everybody else. Um, but it's possible that's not, that's not really what's going on. 
it's possible that the people that are harsh on others really are being are harsh on themselves. They really inside are very insecure, and really inside they don't they don't feel good about themselves. They don't want to admit that they have their problems. They don't want to admit they have their shortcomings because if they do, they they wouldn't be so judgmental on others. But because you know they're they're they they deep down because they deep down feel they're insecure, they feel they're lacking, but they don't want to admit to it. So then they they judge, they use that judgment on themselves, they judge onto other people, they're harsh on other people. However, people that are have a savlanas, an inner patience for themselves, so it's very possible that they're able to have, they're able to have that savlanas for other people because they're able to see themselves in an eye and tove with a good eye, they're able to see other people with a good eye. They're able to judge other people favorably. So even for ourselves, the idea of to judge every person favorably, to, to a certain extent, we have to judge ourselves favorably. Obviously, it doesn't mean we ignore our shortcomings. It doesn't mean we, you know, um, we let everything slide. But on the other hand, we have to have that patience. You know, negativity on ourselves um, is very dangerous and only leads to people, you know, failing and falling uh, from being too harsh on themselves. Uh, the next next discussion, you know, in this topic of 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 kas is is the um, is machlokas is strife. Machlokas is a very severe severe avera, a severe sin. It's a lav actually. The pasuk says v'lo You should not be like kairach and his followers. So a person. Um, A person has to be careful to um, person has to be careful to avoid um, getting involved with machlokas. Anger leads to anger leads to machlokas. So <clears throat> we say have the Gemara in Saita, famous Gemara in Chulin on Kufim Aleph and Aleph. The Gemara Chulin says that shalom between husband and wife, peace between husband and wife, is so important. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu erases his says his name should be erased by the sota, by the woman that wasn't uh, so faithful to her husband. She's sus- suspect of, of znas, but nonetheless, um, the Torah says that Hashem says erase my name, take the parsha of sota, the words of the in the Torah of the parsha sota, erase it in water and give her to drink. That if she is innocent. She did not actually sin, so she'll be able to go back to her husband. And from here, we learn a very powerful lesson that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is willing to have his name erased in order for the sake of peace. Certainly, we have to be willing to be mochal, to forgive our own kavod, our own honor, in order for the sake of, in order for the sake of peace. They say over a story, I, I don't know if it's a true story, but the story said over that, that somebody uh, came to Rav Gifter, that is, you know, that him and his wife had an argument. The, the husband felt it was beneath his dignity to take out the garbage. He's uh, learning Torah, Talmud Chacham, and his wife wanted to take out the garbage. And the next day, Rav Gifter came to the door, and Rav Gifter, Rav Gifter took, out the, uh, took out the garbage. 
Um, Rav Gifter said, he said, he said, it's below your dignity, but it's it's not below my dignity. So I'll take out, I'll take out the garbage, garbage for you. Um, and um, you know, so 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 machlokes machlokes is a severe severe thing, especially in, in family. Um, with our parents, obviously, there's kibbutz of aim with our siblings. We have to really, unfortunately, there are families that siblings do not talk to each other. Um, and, you know, there's, there could be, you know, let's say good reasons not to talk to each other, but there's good reasons why, why one is upset at another. But we have to try very, very hard, try very hard to forgive and to let things go for the sake of Shalom. The Rambam says, the Rambam says that the Torah was given Ram says the Torah was given in order to bring shalom. As the Pasuk says, shalom. the paths of Torah are of peace. Very, very important to be willing to be mevater for the sake of peace. Rav Palm said that people will spend a lot of money on the Lul of an Rav Palm said better the person would, would forgive money for the sake of peace when it comes to other, when it comes to, to money, people will fight. It's better to be mocha, better to be forgive for the sake of peace. It's not considered wasting, wasting money. And, um, and the most important place to, to stress shalom is, is Bezaz Hashem when we're married to really, really work hard to make peace with our spouse. Um, he probably will not be perfect. Um, neither, neither are we most likely, but try to be forgiving, try to be be mavater, be mocha, try to understand uh, where he's coming from, or like we said, we don't understand where he's coming from, but understand that that he obviously is not coming from my place and obviously see things differently. In general, there's an amazing, uh, amazing nitziv that I once heard from my Rebbe, that nitziv says that a husband, husband and wife are like a different min. They're a different, they're a different species. Men and women, much of their, much of their arguments, much of the um, tension between them is just because by nature, by nature they are very, they are very different. By nature they are very different. So understanding that your husband you know, may not understand everything and may not be sensitive to everything, um, but try to be forgiving. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. Rapam, Rapam says that. The two ingredients, two two ingredients to having good children is is siyata deshmaya, is davening siyata deshmaya, and shalom bayis, and shalom bayis. Um, children who grow up in a home that's peaceful makes a tremendous difference. Chas v'shalom, a home that there's there's fighting, there's tension, even if there's not outward fighting, but kids can pick up on tension. It's not a home that the children thrive in. It's not a fun place to be around. And chas v'shalom, it sends them, it sends them to other places. It sends them to outside the house and, and chas v'shalom puts them in a bad place. Just share with you one last vart in, the, in Shalom Bayis in Yanim. Um, the Gemara says in Brachos, the famous Gemara, that once they, in, in Eretz Yisrael, when someone would get married, they would ask him, is she a matzah or a motzah? Is she a matzah or a motzah? What does that mean? The Pasuk says in Mishle, Matzah Isha, 
Matzatai. One Pasik says in Mishlei, Matzaisha Matzatov, someone who found a woman has found good. And there's another Pasik in Kohalas that says, Umotza Ani Marmi Mavasasaisha, that I find more bitter than death a woman. So they basically ask them, seems to be a very personal question, is your wife a matzah? Is your wife a matzah isha matzah Is she a good wife? Or is she chas v'shalom? The, the difficult wife, is she a motzah ni marmi maves as a isha? And the Vilna Gon says a beautiful verse. The Vilna Gon says, why is it when with a good wife, it says matzah, he found in past. But in the difficult wife, in the bitter wife, it says motzah, he finds present. He finds more bitter than death. So Vilna Gon says that the nature of people is to take things for granted, and he has a good wife, it's matzah, he found her, he may begin to take it for granted, which is something we have to work on, Merz Hashem, talk about more. Um, however, if his wife is difficult, her husband's difficult, it's not something that just happened in the past, there's a constant pain of a motzah, and imamah, of isha. But um, we want to offer a different, a different shot, a different explanation in the change, change of, the, of, of the tense. Perhaps idea is as follows. Matzah isha, matzah taif. He found a woman who's, who's, who is good and everything is fine. So, <clears throat> so then um, he, you know, he found a woman that's, that's easy to get along with. She's forgiving. So even if he's not perfect, but matzah isha, matzah taif, he found a, a, a good wife and everything is set. However, there's another wife who's not, she's not, the Torah is not saying, the Pasen Kohelas is not saying the woman is actually more bitter than death. The Torah is saying that if a person doesn't have the right perspective, he doesn't have the good midos, he doesn't forgive, he has kas, he has anger issues, so then he finds his wife more bitter than death. She's not actually more bitter than death. He finds her that way. So that's why he changes the tense, because there's the matzah isha matzah taif. He found the easy woman who's easy to please and, and everything is everything she forgives. And that's, that's done, great. But then there's another type, a regular woman, most women who will have their challenges. So he'll have his challenges. So they are, it's up to him. Umotza, he finds, it's up to him. If he wants, he could change it. If he works on himself, he could change it and he could see the good in his wife. And I think there's a proof to this idea is the Pasuk sounds very strange. The Pasuk says, I found more bitter than death. I find more bitter than death, the woman. It should have said, I find the woman. In fact, I was giving a speech somewhere and someone corrected me. He said, no, you said the Pasuk out of order. The Pasuk is, I found the woman more bitter than death. Not, I found more bitter than death, the woman. So I told him, you know, respectfully, I think I got it right. I, I knew I got it right because I remember the Pasuk sounded actually strange. So, but I think according to what we're saying, it's beautiful because the Torah is not saying that the woman is more better than death. The Torah is saying, I found more bitter than death, the woman. I found that bitterness in the woman. It's not she is actually bitter, but I found that bitterness in her. And that's why the Pasuk says first, Marmi Maves Esaisha. And maybe that's what they were asking. They weren't just asking him, did you find a good wife or did you find a bad wife? That would be a very personal question. They're asking him, what's your approach to marriage? Is your approach to marriage Matzah Isha Matzah Taiv, appreciate, 
or you know, is your is or or is, or do you have an attitude of motsani marmi mavas isha, or are you finding the bitterness? Are you finding that bitterness which you need to work on to to overcome? Because most of marriage, most of marriage is not really about how good or how bad the other person is. Obviously, there there are husbands and wives that are easier and more difficult to deal with, but it's not really the most important piece. The most important piece is really how we will adjust, how we will deal with our husband, how we will deal with our wife. You could have, you know, give or take a few points and a few percentages on the husband or wife's character, but mostly depends on us. Mostly depends on how we're gonna how we're gonna take it. Are we gonna go see the good in our in our husband, see the good in our wife? Are we gonna see the good? And we're gonna try to be forgiving and try to be positive. And of course, that's gonna make our husband better. Or are we gonna be, find that bitterness in him and have the problems with him, which only becomes a chain reaction, of course, which just leads to, uh, to more and more, more problems. So, you know, again, we've, we've mentioned from, from Rav Chaim Vital that a person's midos are measured in Shemayim in heaven are measured by Shalom Bites, by how a husband treats his wife, and we suggest vice versa by how a wife treats her husband. You know, so Bez Hashem, get married. And, you know, you have to remember you're busy trying to please, you know, other people, your friends and everyone else. Uh, remember that really the most important person to please, the most important person to work on your midos with is really, is really your husband. That's really the most important place to work on yourself. And it's the most important in Shemayim. And really, on a practical level, it's the most important. It really, in, in, for your family, for your children, Bezaz Hashem. So um, always, always keep this idea in mind. If there are any questions, we could take. Uh, interesting question. I heard in one of Rikia's Shashirim on anger, the anger often comes from something not going the way you want it, but anger causes someone to lose control. Yeah. I'm not sure that was a question or a statement, but uh, it's a beautiful idea. People get angry when they feel things are not going the way they want it. Um, they feel that, you know, things should go their way and they're not going their way and that causes them and then it causes them to lose control over, over themselves, you know. People when they're angry don't realize um, don't realize they're out of, how out of control they are. People think when they're angry that, you know, that they're, they're, they're being rational. And they don't really realize that they're, uh, that they're being angry, you know, that they're out of control. Um, is, is it a red flag if a boy would say he's working in anger, meaning he was much worse than the past, but it's still a work in progress? That is a tough question. This is a tough question. You know, it, it really depends um, because because you have to know what the boy means. You know, a boy could be a, a, a big, a really a tzaddik of a guy. And he's, he's saying, you know, his roommate is incredibly annoying and he's trying to work on himself not to get angry. You know, so you have to understand what, what he means. You know, is he, does he mean that he has like severe anger issues, that he really gets into fights with people, he really has tremendous temper, or, you know, he's normal. Like most of us have, ang most of us have anger issues. You know, maybe you wouldn't call it that way. You know, I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't say on myself, I have anger issues, you know, like I stand out from the rest of the world, but I would say, yeah, I, I get angry and I have to work on my anger. Uh, so it depends what he means. Does he mean I have 
I would ask him, you, you feel, you know, um, you know, do, you know, you ask him, you know, you feel you get more angry than other people, uh, or, or maybe you ask for examples of what he's working on. You know, I'd find out a little more. I mean, there are people, there are people that have intense anger problems. And those people, I would, I would be scared to, to tell you, I would be scared to have someone marry somebody who has intense anger issues and says he's getting better. That would be a little bit scary to me. But you have to find out a little bit more about what he's talking about and what he means. If he's really, really, he really may, may, be, he may be better than most people, just he cares about his midos, so he's, he's saying he works on it. So you ask him, try to find out what gets him angry. Are they big things, are they small things? things that will get you angry, you know, find out a little bit more details over there on that, I would say. Um, how do I know when to say no to someone's resume is the fact that someone is Sephardi, Hasidish, not American, six years older, very ugly reasons to say no. I mean, you know, I guess it depends on what you feel. I mean, if a person, you know, will, uh, if an Ashkenazi will, can't, you know, will refuse to marry a Sephardi, then I can't tell you, you know, you shouldn't say no. If you're if you're open to it, if he's a really good guy and you're you're okay with it, you know, six years older, I'm not going to tell you that you know you have to go out with someone six years older. You know, question is just just think to yourself the following: if he's a really great guy and you're really really happy with him, would it then make a difference? So a lot of things that on on resume on paper make a difference, but if you actually met him and actually really liked him, it wouldn't make such a difference. So if you think that if things were really really good those things would fall, fall off, then maybe it'd be worthwhile to, to consider saying yes, um, you know, again, if everything else checks out. Uh, but, you know, obviously I can't tell you what should bother you, what should not bother you. And there's some things that bother us that we may not be able to, you know, they bother us and we won't be able to get, get over it because, you know, we're just not comfortable with it. So um, can you do less ishtalas than you're comfortable with to work on your betachen? It's an excellent question. And I think the answer is yes. Uh, I think my Rebbe, my Rebbe taught us this when we were younger, that if you're trying to work on your betachon by doing less established, you can. I would say, but not to the point that you're going to be like, you know, resentful, like, oh, I should have done more. Oh, it's because I didn't do it. As long as, you, as, long as you're not going to be resentful, you know, because that, that's already dangerous. But if you feel like, I don't know if I'm on the level, but I'm going to trust Hashem. I'm not going to be upset. I'm, I'm, you know, this is, this is whatever will be, will be. Even if, you, even if it's a little bit of a jump for you, uh, that, that's totally um, a great thing, great thing to do and totally, totally fine. Okay, <clears throat> it's a little late tonight, so we'll stop, but thank you very much for, for joining and uh, everyone should have tremendous bracha and atzlacha.